Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we preview the 2023 Ryder Cup and catch up after some time off. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 90. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. Back in action. It's been it's been a while, dude. Our last our last podcast. I was looking at looking it up, and we were, we previewed the the open. British, yeah, I was gonna say okay, nice. Uh, so I was accurate. Uh, Alex was asking me earlier. I said previewed the open, and it was before I think before we went to I uh, went to New Jersey, right? I was going yep. To, before yeah. before we played. Um, uh, yeah, it was before a uh, bachelor party I went to, and then just, you know, after that with being sick a couple times and just scheduling. Well, and then the, uh, you know, the FedEx Cup has moved up with the new schedule, too. So the FedEx right. Cup ends in kind of the end of August, um, which is also like a busy time. You know, people got lives and traveling and doing family stuff. So, yeah, um, it doesn't end, you know, previous. Uh, this is what, like the second, third year where it's ended like this. Usually yep. it ends right around now, and then they go basically straight into the Ryder Cup. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is kind of an odd year for us in terms of you know being on here. Obviously, some big life moments have happened for us, but starting to settle in, and uh, I'm looking forward to being a little bit more regularly scheduled, um, wrapping up this year, and then going into 2024. Pretty pumped. Yeah. Hell it. yeah. Uh, so this week we got the arguably the biggest non-major tournament that there is is the Ryder cup uh this year being held at marco simone golf and country club in rome italy uh looked it up it's a par 71 7100 yard uh course a jim fazio design with a tom fazio redesign back in 2018 the fazios bro and they're out there uh, creating this course to make make it um, with match play in mind. Uh, and I, I had to look that up because I was really interested. Is like how do you how do you design a course to be like match play? Like what would you think a a match play focused course would look like? Uh, to me, a match play focused course I would say is going to have um, a good amount of bunkers. You know, like fairway bunkers. I would think a lot of undulated or elevated, you know, like turtle shell type greens, harder greens to hit into Um, something that's probably going to put a premium on your ability to get in play off the tee as well. Like I said, with the the fairway bunkers Uh, and I don't know, I guess, you know, uh, I guess that's kind of it for me. Yeah. That they've been really, hyping that up that this course is really match play oriented um and they were saying that i guess there's a lot of really long and a lot of really short holes so you're gonna have you know like there's a 222 yard par three number seven which is gonna be super t- uh, super challenging and then they have like a super short par four on on number 11 and i guess having those decisions off the tee kind of you know whoever goes first kind of has either a, an advantage or, or a disadvantage depending yeah, yeah. on on the nice. score of the match. So yeah. I'm that's going to be fun to watch. It looks um, from the bird's eye and from what I've seen here uh, this week and kind of watching some of the coverage, it definitely, the course looks like a, like, you know, like a link style course, like it should be in Ireland and Scotland somewhere. 
Um, right. But obviously, we, they're they're going to have pres, pristine ass weather. So I would think it's going to be very scorable for these fellas out here this week. Yeah, I think so too. And I was looking at the cuts of rough. They have several different cuts. They have you know uh, the very first little trim cut around the the fairways. Then they got your first cut of, of rough. And then they have an intermediate. And then they have like the long fescue the stuff. Fescue, yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing some videos of them dropping the ball in, in the quote rough, and they're dropping it over there in the in the thickest stuff. So uh, I don't think it's going to be too penal off the tee if you just miss. It's definitely going to punish the guys who absolutely spray the ball. But I'm thinking that both teams put accuracy off the tee. Uh, you know as a premium on, on some of these guys that they picked. Um, I also, one thing, one thing I noticed too about this course is Tom Fazio, he's designed Pinehurst and Conway farms, which I thought was pretty cool. A couple of courses that we're familiar with. Uh, I yeah. got to play Conway recently too. Um, so the teams, the big, the big questions in every Ryder cup or president's cup is always, you know, the, the snubs and the surprises, you know, who makes the team, who doesn't, you know, these, the Ryder cup points, every Ryder cup year, they're adding them up. They're talking about them all year long. And I was just looking at the rosters from 20, uh, 2021 and looking at them this year and seeing some of the guys who made it and some of the guys who didn't. Um, It's a lot different team. It's a lot. It's it's a huge different team. You know, I was looking at some of the surprises that are, that are on the team for the, uh, for the United States and the, the guys that are, the guy that everyone's talking about is JT. And I had to figure out, like I had to hear Zach uh, Johnson's um, reasoning for why he put JT on the team over a guy like, you know, Keegan Bradley, who's my, my biggest snub on here. And he was talking about how JT is the type of, he's a glue guy, basically. And it's really weird hearing, him being put in there as like, oh, he's a glue guy. He he can rally got people around him. He can be vocal. He can lead by example. And in a year where he has not led led by example at all, um, well, in terms of play. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's it's hard to golf's an individual sport, right? So it's hard to question any player's team, like you know their leadership qualities. Uh, because they're typically aside from Ryder cup and these big, you know, president's cup, they're not playing on an actual team. Right. Right. Um, yeah. He played poorly this year, but it's just individual. Right. Uh, right. And there's no, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no team element. He can't be elite. I mean, who was he? He's, he's going to lead his caddy. Every golfer is going to do that. Right. Right. Um, so like I, I get, I can kind of, and you would think like you would think if if you didn't take points in and stuff right that JT's going to be just an automatic going into the year to be right. on the Ryder Cup team um so there's two sides to the coin yeah he hasn't played very well and then i think you know i i, I guess he's warranted being called like a glue guy type you know in a in a team leader he's definitely you need some fire out there uh um, right akin to like uh Okay, akin to a couple here from the Euro team you could pull that aren't playing. Ian Poulter, who's just his time has come. Whether or not he joined Live or or stayed with the PGA, I don't think he was going to make the the Ryder Cup team off points. 
he may have been a captain selection. And then Sergio, another guy that wanted to get on here and was trying to, and because of like the rules of it all, couldn't make it on there. But, you know, the, I, I feel like we've seen this with the Euro team a handful of times. Um, right. It sucks that Keegan didn't get on the team. Love Keegan Bradley, but yeah. I'll, and that, that, that's a good point that you bring up too. You know, how much stock do you put into things like team psyche, team chemistry and like pairings, right? Cause you know, we've played together on, on, on teams against, you know, other people just having fun, you know, with us and there's only like really so much that you can say. There's only a, only a few moments where communication between teammates really comes into play because in the end you still have to hit your shot. You know what I mean? There's the alternate yeah. shot format, obviously, which is different, but, and, and I think that's probably the only format where it's super important with on communication with your partner. Um, you know, I'm just curious, yeah. like what you think Euro chose, you put in. Europe, Europe's chose to start this out with, uh, with, with, with alternate shot as well. Oh, so, I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, dude, I mean, that's been the argument, right. Of what two Ryder cups ago, Jim Furyk squad, that there right. was no team chemistry um, in Paris. Yep. Full, and, and I mean, I think it's just tough to go overseas and win it regardless. I think that, you know, that team may have caught an unfair deal there and judging their chemistry in just a hard task. But I think it definitely matters. You, you got to have guys that are going to mesh well. Um, and, you know, I, I think JT he's, I would be surprised to see JT play poorly this week. Um, you got, he's got Jordan speed. He's got Ricky on the squad, right? Yep. Yeah. So the uh, US, the U.S. team consists of um, Sam Burns, Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, Brooks, Colin Morikawa, Harmon, Harmon, Shoffley, Scheffler, Spieth, and Thomas is nice. the squad. Dude, and Smiley Kaufman will be out there doing some some course reporting. So all the OG, you know, the spring break boys are back at the Ryder Cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, regardless, when you look at the team size, there's going to be people that don't get along on each side, right? You got 12 right. people, the chances of everyone on 12, you know, 12 people getting along. If you just pick 12 random people and put them in a room is going to be highly unlikely. So, uh, I think it matters, but I think at the end of the day, you're, you know, like you said, your play is going to, what is, is going to really dictate everything and how you react to the pressure and to you know it's a whole different ball game than just your standard golf tournament yeah yeah because I, I was thinking about that question too is you know team europe has won four of the last six Ryder cups um they've won uh seven of the nine on european euro soil. yeah on euro soil and so you know, they talk to some of these guys like what's the secret sauce how, how does team europe despite on paper having an inferior squad constantly compete and win this event. So for, for team Europe, all that stuff we mentioned is extremely important. They've figured it out. Um, I don't know if it's just because there's all the pressure has been on the U S team with having a, a, a better squad. Um, but even looking but, at the, 
this European team, team this year. Is stacked, man. They are stacked like, this year. Like so I, let's go through them real quick. I was just looking at them. And there's a few guys that a lot of people probably haven't heard of, like Ludwig Aberg, Aberg, however you say that, from I think Sweden. Sweden and, got, and uh Ho Ho Hogard, Nikolai Hogard, uh, Hogard, Robert McIntyre. But those those two, uh Aberg and Hogard, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm a huge Euro tour guy, but I'll throw the Euro tour on usually on like a Sunday, Saturday morning. And for sure. You see those two names always up on top of the leaderboard um, pr- producing. So I haven't watched these guys play a ton of golf, but I'm certain that they're fucking pretty goddamn good, you know? Right. Yeah, so those two guys along with Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Sepp Straka, Justin Rose, John Ron, Rose, and of course, yep. and of course Rory McIlroy round out the squad. And that is a really, really good team. I mean, you got uh, Lowry, who is a veteran of, of this event. He's always solid at match play events, period. Always, always plays great in the British Open. Typically pretty good major player, but is in particular on, on the Euro soil. And these guys have played this course. I mean, this course yeah. hosts the um, it hosts the Irish Open. It's hosted the um, no, not the Irish, Open. Not, not the Irish. I'm sorry, the Italian, Italian Open. Open. There we go. And uh, these guys have played it several times on the DP World Tour. Those guys have experience, yeah. dude. And to me, uh, just to, you know, John Rom's to me is still the best player in the world. When I think of the best player in the world, so they got him on their squad, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, we got Scotty Scheffler, who I would put in the golf rankings, got him one two, but. I still think John Robb's the best player in the world myself. Um, so going back to the surprises, <laughs> um, I, and I would agree with that. So Sam Burns, I have Sam Burns on here as, as a surprise. He's been a, a young up-and-coming guy. He went, he just won the WGC this year uh, in match play, but his president, President's Cup experience, 0-3-2, not so good. Nope. So I'm interested to see him play. I was a little surprised to see him make it over Keegan Bradley. And then Ricky, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with how he played this year. Um, he has, and he has a ton of Ryder Cup experience. It's just that his his record is three seven and two. You know that's not very good at all. Nope, nope. Um, yeah, Max Homa's one where we talk about we were Max Homa fans, um, but he's never you know bigger tournaments majors he's won the genesis so that's a big tournament um but most majors the guy kind of doesn't show up and is non-existent has that track record um he's certainly capable of being one of the best or is one of the best players in the world but this is this could be you know perhaps like uh the coming out party like it was for scotty a couple years ago where he gets some great confidence and turns his career around um and then uh, who was your other? You were just met- oh Ricky. Yeah, it's awesome to see Ricky on the team. I totally uh, agree. Totally agree. And and I you know he's he's playing much better. And I love I think match play when you have good putters, it's so valuable, right? Right. And his record right. is, isn't the best, but the dude the dude shown this year that he's got back to rolling the rock, which is where he made his money when he was you know playing was was Ricky Fowler. Um, so I expect him to play pretty well. 
And on that note, another guy on our squad that I think is going to play really well and going to be a killer for the U.S. is uh, is Mini Me Brian Harmon, dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that dude. That dude rolls the fucking rock. I completely agree with those that. Putts, like he, the putts that he made after bogeys in the in the British Open were just incredible. And like any time there was a chance of anyone coming back and trying to take that tournament from him. This dude had the whole crowd rooting against him. Tons of Americans rooting against him. Yeah, tons <laughs> like, of Americans. Like, like, like uh, just and just kept draining putts. So, and that type of shit in match play is so valuable. Um, I feel like he's like our own little European player. You know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I'm not basing that on a whole lot. Just, just kind of how he goes out and plays. It's been exciting to to watch his. I guess his ascent this year because he's, he was really consistent leading up to the open um, playing really well. You know, he's had a few wins here and there. And that's one of my favorite things about golf is you have a little guy like him left-handed going out there and winning a major. And, you know, you don't have to be the, the big bomber like a Rory or a, or a John Rahm or a Scotty Scheffler. You can go out there and, and slice up the course pretty easily as long as you stay in the fairway and make your putts. Yeah, dude. And this dude is deadly in that, like, give him like a, you know, 15 footer for par and this guy's going to make it. You know what yeah. I mean? And those are the type of in a match play scenario are huge. Uh, Completely agree. You know, to push a hole where you maybe just scramble to save the par and you're, you know, you're, you make, you make that. And then all of a sudden that six footer for birdie to win the hole is a little bit longer now because you have, you know, you have the other guy, the other team's already in. So yep. I, I definitely see him and and we'll get to it later when we get our, when we get to our gambling and our, and our, uh, our studs and duds here, who we think, uh, he, he'll, he comes up a lot. He comes up a lot. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Um, snubs. I kind of touched on this earlier. Uh, Keegan Bradley, I think he had a, a phenomenal year. Um, this season, I could have easily seen him. He was probably the guy, the the last on on the fringe out of everyone, and it would been great to see yeah. him in the, to see him play. But I, I I I can get it when you have a guy like JT, who again a glue guy. Uh, you have Sam Burns on on the squad, who's who's won a match play event this year. I can kind of see it. I would say just personally, and I. I I bet on Sam Burns a lot, and I'm a Sam Burns guy. I think the Sam Burns over Keegan is more uh, is a bigger snub than throwing JT on over Keegan. Yeah, just personal opinion. Um, right, right. Um, other guys, but I agree. Like, Keegs got Keegs got snubbed. Sorry to cut you off there. No, uh, all good. Um, yeah. Then other guys. I mean, people were talking about Lucas Glover. I can kind of hear a little bit of those arguments, but he didn't have that good of a season overall. Yeah. <laughs> be gone lucas uh, be gone. Cam, cam young and and tony finau i think tony finau of those of those last three right there is probably the biggest um snub considering that finau actually won some tournaments in the last year you know what i mean and that was his knock and he got to go two years ago without wins you know what i mean yep yeah that's a tough one cam young didn't play as well as he was capable of this year um yeah. And you typically see that, you know, uh, he had a, a, an incredible rookie season, so it's hard to replicate that. Um, yeah, Tony Fino. Did Tony what 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 did Tony win this year? He won the two 
two summers ago, right? But uh, I thought he won a couple. I think I thought he won one like at the end of last year, and then or, or two at the beginning of this year. I thought he I'd... might have. He might have. He won the Houston Open, which technically counts in the year, right? Um, yep, the Ryder Cup year that I was at. So um, that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, seeing him not make it, that's probably another guy that could have easily been on the team. I think. And now, then, what's Tony's record, Ryder Cup wise? Not three that and three. Matters. Three okay. and three. Uh, nice. So yeah, I thought it was pretty damn. good. I mean, quick with that's... the stats too. Let's go, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was looking this up because you know, <laughs> you know, JT was brought on for experience, you know, and and, and he, he theoretically does well in these events, but I think he's, you know, doesn't have the greatest record. I, I didn't write his down, but he doesn't have like a stel- super stellar record. I mean, even even Jordan Spieth is like eight, seven, and two. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So can I get can these. I add- yeah. Can I add someone to the snub list? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Bryson got snubbed out of being on the, the Ryder Cup squad. You think I so? Know there's the technicalities of live and everything. Right. Brooks, BK won the PGA. That's what got him on there, basically. Exactly. Right? Yep. Um, We're talking about a dude. He just won live this, the, whatever, live, this, live Chicago this weekend. Yeah, he, he shot won two of the last three. He, he shot a 58, which I don't care if it's live PGA, wherever. If you shoot 58, that's you're, you're dialed. You're playing some good golf. Right. And I think he's playing better golf than he was playing when he played at the last Ryder cup. And I was watching the damn, I didn't realize it was such a big snub until I was watching, you know, they got like the greatest Ryder cup moments on yeah. golf channel. Yeah. <laughs> and it would dude, last year, last Ryder cup on that Sunday starting out in Wisconsin and Bryson stepping up with the fans going ape shit and blasting a drive onto the green and then making Eagle to win the hole was like, that's gotta be one of the greatest golf moments. And like America, that's up there with George dub throwing the first pitch out at Yankee stadium off the mound after nine 11. Like, you know what I'm like? I, proud I completely American agree. Moments. Dude, uh, we were so jacked <laughs> for that because that's we wanted to. That's what we wanted to see out of Bryson so much, you know, with all of his distance and and he was, you know, coming off of his first uh, off of his U.S. Open win the year before, and it's just like, yeah, I com- I completely agree with that. Um, that what was a moment! Ele- I was that was an that electric show, I was moment, like, dude. That <laughs> that was crazy. His yeah, dorky I, ass with his long putter walking yeah. up and like toting it up to the green, dude. Yeah, I completely agree. That was that was so much fun. Like that's that set the tone for the entire day, dude. Oh, the the whatever the slaughter at the water. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, and then in terms of European snubs, the only one that that I could really find because again, European guys, it's a little bit more difficult to to see them play and really know you know who's playing just because of the information that's available, the amount of time that they're on on TV for us to watch them play was uh, Adrian Moronk, Moronk. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, and I, I think the, I have this that, right. He's that big ass like Polak dude, right? Or yeah. what, what is he? I, I forget what he is. Check. He's huge and he hits the absolute piss out of the ball. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm looking at the the events that he's won in the last year. This includes 2022 and 2023. He won the Australian and Irish Opens in the last year, and then I was on it too, baby. Polish yeah. golfer, Polish yeah. professional nice. golfer, <laughs> nice. And then uh, he, and I think I have this right. He won the Italian Open at this exact same venue. 
this year. I mean, what are they doing, bro? I know, but then you look at then you look at the squad, and I don't again, I don't know, I don't know much about Ludwig Aberg here, um, but I know that Hogard is definitely definitely deserves to be on there. Sepp Straka and McIntyre, I've seen their their names, uh, you know, on leaderboards, you know, all the time. Sepp Straka's won some tournaments on the PGA. He has, in the last dude. Few he, years. He's he's really really good. So I, yeah, it's like where where do you fit him? But just just him winning it on this course in the last year in an open style tournament, you'd think that he would be on it. So that's really the only snub I found he's, from the from the EU. Well, he's not a Polak. Oh yeah, he's Austrian. 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 Okay. Sepp Straka. No, Sepp Straka is. Mironk is, he's a Polak. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's really the only snubs. I think we covered them all, to be honest. I mean, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I'm in the same boat. I watch too much Euro golf, so I can't shed a ton of light onto that. Um, Studs and duds. Who do you think is going to. Who who from each each squad do you think is gonna is gonna be a stud and conversely a dud? Um, well, it's probably gonna be highly biased uh, studs and duds here towards the American side. Uh, <laughs> but guys, I like I touched on Brian Harmon. I think Brian Harmon's gonna kill it. Um, yeah. Like I said, he he puts well. It. it He's like, you know, he can be, I just find him frustrating to play against. And again, a guy in match play that can make those, that can make those like mid range 10 to 20 foot putts for par. And you all of a sudden biff your birdie and then you're putting for par. And you're like, how the hell did this guy just have this hole with me? Those, exactly. those are tough dudes to go against. Um, on the U S side, who else? I think Scotty's going to be a stud. Um, you can't, you know, you can't, mention the u.s team wise uh i mean can't lay and and Shoffley are always the, that's team psychopath so you gotta team psychopath. they're gonna come be studs um question so uh i have i have Harmon, and i'll touch on him in a minute but xander and and uh and cantley are they individually studs or are you saying that them as a no team- i think as a team i think as a team they're gonna play a lot better I agree. Uh, I have them both as a, I listed them as the team as one. They just have, yeah, they just got that, you know, you know what I mean? We were talking about like chemistry earlier and stuff, right? Yeah. I don't think in a golf match, having bad chemistry can hurt you as much as having like really good chemistry with your partner can help you. If that, if yeah. You catch what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I do. Yep. Definitely. Um, So those two together are awesome. I like, I like the, I like the Butler. I like the Butler is like my surprise. I think the Butler and Harmon, I think they would be a, be a really good team together. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I think the Butler's going to perform, perform well out there. Does for the U S team. Um, hmm, tough to pr- pick again. I'm going to say Sam Burns. Uh, since I didn't think he was going to be on the squad as much. And then pick one more i hate to pick against her boys um i'm gonna say morikawa oh man we have identical studs um oh you, you have you have morikawa as a dud okay yeah. uh for for my studs i have i have Harmon, and i agree with all the things that you said on top of the fact that he's used to people rooting against him he's not out there to get 
Cheers. He just won a U.S. or a British Open with the, with, with all every, these. the entire world yeah. against him. So this isn't going to mean anything. He's he's going to be used to the a raucous crowd out there in Italy, you know, rooting against him. It's it, he's already done it on on foreign soil once this year. So I, I completely agree with you on Harmon. I think he's our our little secret weapon. Um, but I also I also had Team Psychopath. Uh, but I have Marakawa as a stud. Mm, all right, and, all right. And I know that uh, you know he's had he's had a, a you know another another solid year, not up to his standards, but um, I have him. He's th- he was three and zero two years ago in okay. uh, in in the Ryder Cup. So I have him there as well. I just think that uh, if he can get the putter going, or depending on who he plays against or who he's um, paired with. Paired with, I think that could be a, he could really do some damage uh, this year, and then for duds, oh no no for studs for uh, the European team, I got Hovland, Rom, Rory, but also Shane Lowry. All right, nice. I, th- I think that he's. I mean, I remember the year two years ago, the European team was really struggling, and he was one of the few guys out there winning points playing well keeping them in it for a little bit there until they absolutely just got massacred on sunday but um yeah completely agree with putting being a a premium he's another type of guy like a Harmon who he may not stick it closest and have a birdie putt but when the pressure's on it seems like he can he can make those those long par putts to save a par or or drain a really long birdie putt you know to to keep a team in it nice um for my team Euro studs and duds, I obviously think John Rahm's going to be outstanding. Where I differ with you, so I hate to say it, I think Roar's going to come out another dud tournament after his last yeah. dud uh, Ryder Cup. I feel like he's got just too much. He gets too much media pressure, probably unfairly, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he hasn't shown any reason to not, like, you know, I mean, he was basically in match play in the U.S. Open, and it's the same problem. He still can't put a wedge shot close to the hole and and finish the putt, and he's struggling yeah. putting for a while. So until I see otherwise, I'm gonna just fade it, just because so many people are on it. Um, right. I feel like so many people are are on the dud train with him. That yeah, that's that's I, true. I, too. I decided to kind of you know I like that. I yeah. like that. Um. My breakout stud, so uh, a gentleman who's probably it's, it's probably his last Ryder Cup. I think Ju Rose is going to play pretty well over over this this weekend. I like that. He's been there, been there a lot. He's been a won at Pebble this year, so won a tournament on the PGA. Um, yep, I like that. Um, and then so for uh, my duds, I initially wrote. For for the U.S. team, my duds, I have J.T. Brooks Kepka and Fowler. Mm, mm. I think the the only one of those three I, I'm a little wary on is is Kepka, just because he's such a gangster. He can be um, either stud or dud. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> there's no in between. So I, I feel I, I'm really excited to see him play. And then for uh, for for duds. Um, I initially wrote down Rory, but I have a, a hard time. I had a hard time going back and forth with that. So I'm going to stick with uh, – it's 
it's kind of it's kind of tough looking at at the team because I don't know much about these guys. Yes, I agree. some of these guys, but <laughs> I, I'm looking at a Tommy Fleetwood. Um, yeah, even though he's been he's been playing well. Yeah, I, but I he just, crumbled. He crumbled in the British Open as someone that bet on him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, in his hometown, he crumbled. I agree. Oh, man, I agree. <laughs> hard, hard to do it, but I had to, had I had to go there, and then, um, yeah, that's really the only dud I have. Just because you know, I'm looking at this team here. Maybe a Matt Fitzpatrick. He hasn't been playing all that great. Um, Did he play the last Ryder Cup? I don't know if he. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to double check. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he okay. did. Got his ass whooped. Then nice. Yes. Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see with him. But yeah, that that's that's the the total of my of my studs and duds. I mean, okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting no matter what. I just uh, it, it's hard it's hard for me to really dissect these these guys on the on the European team, but we'll have to see. Yeah, uh, my only other one I would think is 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 maybe a dud on the Euro squad is Hatton, just because yeah. he's so hot headed. I was uh, looking he, at him too. You know, like <laughs> him and JT should both be. They're like wild cards. You know what I mean? Right, right. They, they're like so emotional and and kind of the emotional leaders of the squad and can be like they can be a great asset, but also if they're just playing poorly and getting their ass whipped, probably a detriment. Agreed. Should we uh, should we get in some predictions or what you're looking forward to the most this week, dude? What I'm I'm looking forward to the most is probably just is Sunday singles. You know, yeah. doubles are fun. Alternate shot, I like. Oh, I like, and I don't, and I want to see the opening round. Yeah, especially knowing that it's uh, it is alternate shot. I'm I'm juiced for that. I think alternate shots my favorite format. I think yeah, it, it's pretty. It, it, it's it's the, it's pretty badass. It's the most team play event because you're respons- You're directly responsible for your uh, your for your partner's next shot, basically. Yeah. And you're, so, I could. Uh, it's it's my favorite. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how these younger guys on the the U.S. team play, and I'm also looking forward to seeing these the european guys that i don't i don't know much about getting out there and playing um seeing how it's going to shape up for the next generation of players cuz a lot of these guys it looks like you know it it could be their their final one or there's a few guys on each team it could be their final one or it's no guarantee you know next rider cup that they're, they're going to make it especially with all these yeah. young guys coming up so um definitely looking forward to that i'm really looking forward to seeing the course and how it plays don't know anything about it so that'll be fun to see as well from what everybody's saying, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's a match play course. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing these guys, you know, going alternate routes off the tee, playing the holes differently, seeing how that really comes into play after all, you know, all the hype essentially around, around the course design. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think good weather, um, the way this thing looks to me, I think uh, having some good distance and, it should be pretty fun to watch some of these bombers and how they approach the, the, the course. Um, but I think, I think it's set up for some really good rounds. Um, a prediction, some predictions I have, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough sledding. I think this year for, for the U S team, it's definitely not going to be like it was two years ago on home soil. Um, 
it won't be a massacre for sure. The U, like we talked about earlier, the U.S. is two and seven in Europe. The e, uh, European European team has won four of the last six, and like we said earlier, the U.S. team has very little knowledge of the course. So there's a little bit of a leg up here with a bit of a stacked European team as well. I think the talent is just young, younger, stronger, and more. Uh, these guys are more of in their prime without as many of like, there's no Poulter, no, no Sergio. Some of these mm-hmm. older guys that kind of got on the team as captain's pick for their experience. These are guys who could be, you know, proving it for spots in, in years to come. There could be a guy out here who we haven't mentioned as a stud or a dud that we don't really know too much about, or yep. a guy that we do know something about, but they haven't had a chance to play in this format. So seeing this is going to be really exciting. Uh, I think that if the if the United States does win, and of course I'm pulling for him, it's going to be really, really close. Yeah, I foresee something um, almost happening, like like the the Solheim Cup this last week, where the U.S. wins in a uh, in a tie, fourteen fourteen. Um, very, very again, very close. That's why I said I'm looking forward to Sunday, um, because I think the individual matches are good. It's going to be neck and neck going into Sunday in anyone's game. Awesome. Have you had a chance to anything else on predictions or what you're looking forward to? Nope. Nope. Um, gambling. Have you had a chance to put any wagers? So, in? No, because there's really nothing that can come out this early, right? Cause they haven't announced what the foursomes are. And so it's just like basically you can bet like who to win on the Ryder Cup, you know what I mean? Yeah, or, it, it, it's like all player, prop bets. You can bet player points and stuff, but I don't want to do that um, because I don't want to bet player points without knowing like who they're going up against, also, right? Yep, yep. Um, so I'll probably just wait and maybe play some matchups, but. To me, this is not. I love golf betting. This is not a, a golf betting event. Uh, it's the the bets are pretty fun. So I, I actually dove into okay, this earlier right, today. Give me, give me a couple. Give me a couple yeah, of yeah. what you like. So, but so so here are some props that I thought were really fun for people who want to throw some money on this uh, without knowing the matchups or anything like that. So you can bet on things like the exact score for both teams at the end. Um, you can vote for the top point scorer as well. And then you could also uh, bet on who makes the winning putt to put the team, put either team ahead to seal the deal. So um, I was taking a look at that. So like I was saying earlier, I made a bet on exact score. I have uh, plus 1500. I bet us 14.5 European team, 13.5. Okay. Nice. Nice. So to me, yeah, if you're going to make any of those bets, you need to be betting nothing under plus 1,000. For uh, sure. Because there's so much, like, especially, like, who to win, uh, who makes the winning putt, and, like, yeah. most points, so much of that is dictated against who you're playing. Exactly. And and, how, uh, and and at what time they're going out, too, is a big yeah. deal. Oh, yeah, the who to win. You got to go, I mean, plus, they're all probably, there's, what's the lowest odd on that? I'm not sure what the lo- let me see. Uh, it's got to be over up. plus one thousand. But oh, for like, sure, hey, you're betting like I'm betting like freaking Sepp Straka or uh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't like, want to like go someone... with the obvious. No, um, 
No, I'll probably play some matchups, but I'm not I'm not I'm not on anything at the at the start of it. I do like to predict the score. What uh I might bet it to be US wins by uh by a tie. Ooh. That'd be a good bet. Um let's see. What is that? So I bet yeah, so I bet the, the minimum win here uh the top point scorers, I bet Rom and and Hove at plus 1000 a piece. And also, I threw some scratch on Morikawa at plus okay. eighteen hundred. All right, so um, those are fun bets, actually. Yeah, and then for the winning putt, I put your boy, the Butler. Nice, Wyndham Clark plus twenty two hundred. Oh, nice, nice. Y- yeah, um, that's I just awesome. like it because I, I I agree with you, dude. It's going to come down to putting. Uh, having having Wyndham out there later on in the day. Um, yeah, it, it all depends on where they put them, but yeah, really fun, really fun bets out there. I'm really excited to Dude, see how it how it all shakes out. He he's a guy that I really am looking forward to watching because I think if he can get his confidence off the tee and play like he did on Sunday at the U.S. Open, yeah, which I think he can really draw a lot of confidence from, and he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, like this dude he can shred this course, so um, I'm looking forward to what the Butler has in store. I like that. I might jump on him as most point getter. Yeah. Um, let me see what his Damn, what shame he on is. me. I should have I should have top rookie scorer. Let's see. He's plus two thousand for top point scorer. Okay. It's not bad. No. Um, what else? Yeah, that's re- that's really all I had in terms of I'm gonna do what you're doing too. I'm gonna throw some money on it as the as the lineups come out. It'll be a little bit easier, but for our listeners here to get to get them some picks, some knowledge. Yeah, I'm going know. with those guys. Sorry, I feel like I'm letting everyone down. I'm hard with the golf picks. I don't got any. Sorry, <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, all right. Well, anything else? Should we wrap it up with an up and down? Let's do it. Let's do it. Up and down. Uh, quick down. Uh, the San Francisco Giants. I know this is a golf podcast, but I feel like we always do up and downs with our other sports teams just to keep it fresh. But um, San Francisco Giants, looking at a lot of uh, a lot of people are calling for jobs. People are fed up. Frauds. Some people might call them frauds. Uh, but yeah, definitely them. Uh, and then just uh, you know, missing all this time doing the pod. Uh, not being able to get on as as frequently as we liked and how we used to. I mean, this is our 90th episode, dude. We're we're ten away, yeah. yep, ten away from our hundredth. So we'll have to do something big for that. Um, um, that's it for my downs. All right, cool. Talking about frauds, Denver Broncos are absolute frauds, my boys. Um, can't give up seventy and think that I'm not going to throw some shit on you. Um. I agree on the podcast. We we I think we should be getting settled in. We got we got golf's down downside, um, you know, kind of after the Ryder Cup for sure. So we can get settled in and ready for a good year next year. Uh, and then my last down was going to be, um, I, that's all I got. No other downs. Good. That's good. Uh, what about ups? Ups. Uh. Ups are got the, the Bulldogs are ranked in the top 25. So we got other sports cooking. That's great. Um, 
it's you know Ryder Cup week, a very fun week to to get excited. Sahit Tagala winning his first tournament out of the Fortnite two weeks ago. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, as Fortnite, he finally guys. graduated from the. Yep, he's yep. a matter, matter of time, time club. Kudos to the people at the Fortnite for redirecting that course. I think the setup was way better and way more entertaining to watch. I agree. Uh, and dude, it just looked really popping. Like there was a ton of people out there, and yeah. it's kind of turning into a pretty. And why not? You know, fucking tournament in the early fall in Napa. Like this, that should be a destination tournament. Um, so it's cool to see that thing kind of turn around. Um, and then, uh, I guess, I don't know, this is neither up nor down. The Solheim cup ended in a tie. Like I predicted the Ryder cup to 14, 14. So Euro retained the Solheim cup from the U S ladies, but I thought they played well all the way through some euros made some good shots down in on, on Sunday match play. But, um, I thought they played well in a pretty hostile environment after kind of blowing one, the last Solheim cup. Yeah. Um, my ups are also the dogs, also Tagala, um, San Francisco 49ers, my other one. It's, it's a good time to be a, a Niner fan right now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I think they're the, the funnest team to watch in football at the moment. They don't, they don't rely on 50% of their touchdowns coming in a rugby scrum. I appreciate they don't give that. Up 70 points in a game. They don't give up 70 points. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I love seeing our little guy out there. Uh, Brock Purdy, he's just adorable. Um, you know, type of guy. If I had a daughter his age, I'd be introducing them to. Uh, just an all-around good dude, great leader, um, and a really good story. And then the other one I got is uh, upcoming rounds, getting into getting into play Harding right. again. Yep, yep. Next yep, weekend. Yep. Looking forward to possibly playing on uh, Indigenous Persons Day on on uh, October 9th. Yep. So I got a couple of rounds lined up and I uh, got to play a nine hole round with some family last weekend at McKinnis golf center, which is one of the, the best family oriented, um, uh, what do you want, complexes that there's a property pieces of property that there are. It's really fun. <laughs> it's got, it's got one driver hole, maybe two. And then uh, it's just a lot of uh, little cheeky par threes in between. So it's, it's really fun. Highly recommend anyone in the Bay Area. If you want to get out there with your family, you can go there in the morning, play nine holes, get some lunch. If you got little kids, there's a little batting cage and putt-putt course out there. And it's just uh, and then the driving range is top tracer. So you can go out there and, and play any of these courses that we talk about on here or most of these courses that we talk about on here uh, virtually. So Really, really good time. So good shit, my man. I'm excited for this week. I'm really excited to to sit down and, you know, this, this weekend I'll actually be on the East Coast at a wedding, but I will be following along in the mornings. Um, it being in Europe this year might actually be a good thing because I might yeah, be able to. Yeah, I was going to say that that's, that's probably even a little bit better. Yeah. So I'm um, looking forward to that. I, I'm exceptionally looking forward to our recap to follow and being done with all these weddings and all this travel um, that I've been doing for the past few months here and getting back into the, you know, settling in in a normal routine, so. Hell yeah. All right, bro. One more in the books, number 90. And uh, I'll see you next week. Cool. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Powers Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next time for a full recap of the Ryder Cup. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.